1: Performance, U.S.A., the greatest entertainers in America, as requested by you, the fighting men of the United States Armed Forces throughout the world, presented this week and every week, till it's over, over there. <laughs> Hi there, fellas. It's Command Performance time again in the USA. Time to fill another half hour of your time with the best entertainment in America for the best fighting men on Earth. Here's letter number one from DPH, Marine Detachment Blank, Caribbean area. To Command Performance USA, I have listened to the first two shows and they're swell. Now can we hear Kay Kaiser on one of our programs soon? (laughs) Well, buddy, don't you know the answer to that? Hmm. Students! K. Kaiser! Yes, sir, it's your old professor, the man in his band who gave America that famous makes you want to dance music, Kay Kaiser!
2: Oh, wonderful, wonderful! Evening, fellas! How are you all? You know, it's really great to be saying hello to you. And that goes for all the gang. Harry Babbitt, Iska Bibble, Sully Mason, Jack, Max, and Trudy Irwin, Dorothy Dunn, Julie Conway, and all the boys. And, and, the old professor has some happy scholars here tonight. Your own favorites. Some of the greatest names in the entertainment world who have stopped shows and engagements and whatever they were doing to greet you tonight. But, but... But to get the ball rolling, shut my mouth. The boys are going to play the man from the south.
3: He's a great big man from the south.
2: has been touring the Army, Navy, and Marine force here at home. Now, you don't believe it? Well, just look at this PX haircut. (laughs) Oh, man. You know, I asked that uh, that Army barber for another pair of scissors so I could defend myself. (laughs) And Harry Babbitt developed a strange disease at the camps we played, yeah. He became allergic to the mess sergeant. Well, um, he became uh, something, anyway. And, fellas, you should get a load of Iskabibble suits a G.I. drape. (laughs) But to get classes going, here's a letter we received from Sergeant T.N. en route to the Burma front. He writes, uh, What a thrill to hear my favorite B. Wayne while on board ship going out. Say, please have her back on command performance soon. Well, fellas, he has real service for the service. For here she is, B. Wayne, to sing for you a great song. It's called... uh, I said no, but the old professor is saying yes, yes, yes. Take it
4: away, B. Wayne. There he stood in my doorway so boldly, as he whispered of pleasures I'd miss. Though so at first I refused very coldly. How long can a lady resist? How long can a lady resist? I said no, he said please. I said no, he said please. I said no, he said please pretty baby I said no he said why I said no he said why I said no he said try I said maybe he said now I said well. he said ah this is swell and you'll never know how So at last I confess. I said yes, 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 yes. That's how I subscribe to Liberty Magazine.
2: Thank you, thank you, B. Wayne. Boy, any, any fellow say no to her must be a K.P. chaser, don't you think so? <laughs> say, B., you know, B.'s been touring some of the Army posts here, too. That's right. She told me she's dating a second lieutenant now. The first one got away. <laughs> <laughs> Say, say, dipping into the mailbag again, let the old professor diagnose another letter here from Private L.R. with a quartermaster company in Newfoundland where he says a radio is a man's best friend. Why, Private? I thought a man's best friend was a quartermaster. But no fooling, Private L.R. That second request you made will be filled when command performance goes to work out in Hollywood. But for your first order... We sent an MP to Lapidus' delicatessen, and guess who he found? That great herring teaser, that grand smile-bearer, none other than the star of
3: priorities of 1942, it's Lou Holtz. Let's (laughs) go.
5: Well, thank you very much, fellas. Uh, Sam Lapidus is walking down Park Avenue, and he passes a very high tone place, very stylish, with the round circular bar and the bartender in the white coat. And he walks in and he says, Hiya, Shorty. Hiya, Spunky. He says, uh, he says He's Oliver Coxel. <laughs> he's Oliver Coxel. So the folly, he, he gives him a cocktail. The Peter gave him a dollar. And he's sipping slowly, awaiting the change. No change is forthcoming, and he turns. The feller says, uh, oh, shorty. Oh, shorty. He says, "There's a difference between you and me from 35 cents."
6: <laughs>
5: he says, "After all, he says, I'm not Johnny Come Lately." He says, "I'm one of the boys, a Yankee Doodle boy, an uptown boy,
6: <laughs>
5: highly educated, N.Y.U. also, Holy Cross."
6: <laughs>
5: he says, kick in with it, 35 boy The bartender says, I'm awfully sorry But we charge a dollar for all drinks here And Peter says, for what reason? Specify <laughs> The bartender says, you see that oil painting over there on the right? He says, that's a Rembrandt That's worth about $60,000 The one on the left is an old Gainsborough Worth about eighty. dollars The one in the middle is invaluable well, LaPita says, I didn't know you had this kind of facilities. Didn't know you had it. See you again. Comes in the next night, he says, I'll have a cocktail.
6: <laughs>
5: the fellow gave him a cocktail. He put 65 cents on the bar, put his hands over his eyes, and he says, I saw the pictures last night.
6: <laughs>
5: There's a lot. There's a lodge in the Lower East Side, New York City, called Itsy Pitsy Lodge. they a meeting every four weeks after the meeting to give away a prize. This night they were giving a prize away to the most stubborn man in the lodge. The first guy to get up is Lapidus. Lapidus, a gentleman, slipped me the 15 bucks because I am a mule. Nobody stubborn as I am to you, I'll prove it. He said, I got a daughter, a sweetie pie, the less weight than 10 million tea. She's going around with a fellow named Shmulowit. He makes that beautiful dollar. He's a salami hanger. Salami hanger and halavar taster. (laughs) Halavar is Jewish candy. See, I explained that. There might be a few guys here from out of town that don't know what I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) He says, he came to me. He said, I'd like to marry your daughter. I told him, okay, okay. I told him with a finger in his face, okay. He said, we'll have a beautiful wedding, orchestra, music, 11 pieces. I said, nine pieces. He said 11, I said 9, he said 11, I said 9, he said 11, I said the marriage is off. (laughs) That's 14 years ago, they're still engaged. I'm holding out for two
6: pieces.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Next guy got up and says, I heard the remarks to Lapetus, a member of Itchy Pitchy in good standing, he is stubborn but mildly. He's a gentleman, he said, I had a toothache, shouldn't happen to a dog. said, I couldn't eat or drink or sleep or think for six days and nights. Finally, I couldn't stand it any longer. I went to a dentist and the Dentist, extract me the tooth. He said, Which tooth is hurting you? Yeah, I wouldn't answer him. <laughs> I told him, I brought the toothache. You got the education. Open up my mouth. Look around there. See what's going on. <laughs> he yanked me out of tooth. He said, that's the tooth. I says No. <laughs> he yanked me out of another tooth. He said, that's the tooth. I said, No yanked me out every tooth except the right one. That six years ago, and the tooth still hurts me. <laughs> the next guy got up, third guy got up. He said, I heard the remarks of the last two members. They are stubborn, but amateurs. He says, I was born in Russia. Of course, you never know I'm Russian from the way I'm speaking, hangless. He said, one winter night in Russia, the worst winter we've ever known, zero was below. Eleven o'clock at night, I was thinking about my sweetheart Fanny. I said to myself, "Design a night like this wouldn't go out on the street. I'd do
6: <laughs> So
5: I'll go down to Fanny's house and surprise her. I walked down on the street. There wasn't enough numbers on a thermometer to tell you how cold was the freeze. <laughs> by the time I walked five blocks, froze by me. The lips and nose are deep blue, almost a purple by the time I got to her house I was numb, frozen, stiff more dead than alive I rang the bell she says who's there I wouldn't answer her <laughs> I rang the bell again she says who's there I wouldn't answer her I stood there for five hours froze to the sidewalk fell over in a dead faint they took me to a hospital I lay there for seven months between life and death that's 31 years ago she don't know to this day who rang the bell <laughs>
2: A wonderful Lou Holtz, thank you, boy. That was a saccharoo and a belly too. That was great, Lou Holtz, and thanks a million. And now present in the studio tonight, and for a song I think you want to hear.
6: Mm-hmm.
2: Let's go deep into the heart of Texas with Harry, Jack, Max, Sully, Trudy,
3: Darcy, Julie, Ishka, Bibble, and all the gang. Oh, the
6: stars
4: that by. Heart of Texas. Prairie sky is wide and high, deep in the heart of Texas, the sage in
6: bloom is like perfume. Deep in the heart of Texas,
3: it reminds me of
4: the one that I love.
2: the heart of Texas, and boy, right from the heart for all you guys. And now, if that was deep in the heart of Texas, beep, 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 here's a Texas Liga. Straight from the mailbox of Command Performance Chilling comes a regular feature to answer your many requests from the world of sports. A letter from BRJ, Seaman Second Class, post office address, high seas, South Pacific area, and it says, I got a letter from a buddy in Ireland. And they're hearing a sports announcer on shortwave, and they say he's great. His name is Wendy Davis. Uh, Could we hear him on command performance? Well, Seaman, the old professor says, you are my boy. (laughs) Because Wendy Davis has zoomed down here from Boston tonight to carry out your order. Here he is, the man with the mic, with the dope on the fights, baseball, football, and every other sport you go for. The sports announcer heard by United States fighting men on shortwave to Europe. I'm now talking to all of you all over the earth. It's Wendy Davis!
7: Thanks, Lowe's, Kay, and hello there, sports fans. Say, Kay, don't run away. Okay. I I can use you for a couple of seconds. All
2: right, Wendy, uh, uh, what's up?
7: I'd like to turn the tables on you, Professor K. Kaiser. Uh-oh. Both and I don the cap and gown and pose a few questions at you for oh, a change.
2: Well, Wendy, I, I know, but I, I don't know the answer. I asked the well, question. Well, no, seriously,
7: see... K. I've got a question here on sports. I understand you're quite a sports fan yourself. Oh,
2: sure, boy. I'm a terrific tiddlywinks guy. <laughs>
7: <laughs> well, here's the question, then. Yeah. What sport is affectionately called our national pastime?
2: Oh, shucks, heavens to Betsy. Why, well, Wendy, that's easy.
7: Baseball. Right, you are, Kay. The professor really knows his stuff. But wait a moment. Here's, here's another one. Uh, what two words bring every baseball player, fan, and expert alike to attention? Attention. Well, then, Chuck, you kind of got me on that one. Well, uh, you'll probably ball me out for this one for playing around like that. Oh, no. I, I'm afraid I'll have to go down swinging. swing and, uh... Students! <laughs> Yeah, yes, please. fans, play ball. That's all right. I'm sure you won't mind fanning out in on that one, Kay. Oh. After all, you haven't had many strikes, on you? And that's the way the sports fans the nation over feel about President Roosevelt. He didn't have any strikes on him when he said play ball and gave baseball the green light. Yes, the national pastime. Just one small item on the books of liberty, but a big one, is upon us. And another season is here with exciting play that finds the biggest sports audience in the world following every run, hit, and error until the World Series is over. Spring training sessions are completed, and those perennial champs, the New York Yankees, appear all set to repeat in the American League. The Yanks have but two holes to plug. Jerry Pretty is replacing the ill Red Rolfe, and there's a battle royal over the first base post vacated by Johnny Sturms joining the Army. Buddy Hassett, formerly of the Boston Braves, is dividing the chore with Big Ed Levy, a Yankee farmhand. The Yanks have several promising rookie pitchers in Johnny Lindell, Hank Barwee, and Mel Queen. The competition in the junior loop appears poor this year. Even such promising rookies as shortstop Johnny Pesky and pitcher Yank Terry of the Red Sox, or the grand pitching of the veteran White Sox hurlers, or the makeshift but fighting lineups of both the Tigers and the Indians can result in nothing but the Yanks all away. For the National League is scheduled for one of the classiest three-way struggles yet seen. The Cincinnati Reds are definitely back in the running after a poor start last spring. They've received excellent pitching in the grapefruit circuit, Raleigh Hemsley is an improvement behind the plate, and possibly G. Walker can fill that persistent left field hole. Dem Bums, the Brooklyn Dodgers, last year's champs, have bolstered their infield with Archie Vaughn at third. The rest of the lineup is much the same, except for Larry McPhail's attempts to strengthen his reserves. The St. Louis Cardinals are being given wide billing as as the team to beat this year, what with their brilliant young moundsmen, their swashbuckling tactics, and their timely punch. The Cards have presenting their choice for Rookie of the Year honors in left fielder Stan Musial. And they've got more promising pitchers in Murray Dixon and Harry Burkine. Yes, fellas, it looks like quite a race in the National League, but the American League has already got its crying towels and are weeping, break up the Yanks. That's all for now, fellas, except good sports.
2: Thank you, Wendy Davis. You're a good sport. And now killing telling more letters. You know, I heard uh, from one of our old band boys the other day. He's down at Fort Dix now. Oh, it really touched me to lose him. He's been touching me ever since. <laughs> I asked him if it was uh, a crap game. He says, no, a little Harlem polo. <laughs> Otherwise known as Ubangi Marbles. Well, I said, uh, I I guess that's all right, $21 a month. But say, fellas, I I hear you're going to get twice as much now. Oh, boy, double or nothing, huh? Well, I think they should make it quadruple. All those in favor, hold up an MP. (laughs) But to get back to the letters, here's one from Corporal R.J.R., and I wonder who the R stands for, unless it's Riley. Dear Command Performance, he says, During the last war, my dad met a gal here in Ireland. And that's got something to do with my wanting a very special number. You see, that girl, Dad Met, is my mother. And their favorite tune is, It's a Long Way to Tipperary. And now being here in Ireland, uh, like Dad was, it's kind of my favorite tune. And Ella Logan being my favorite singer... Would she please sing it sometime on our show? Well, sure, and begorrah, she'll do just that for you sometime, Corporal. In fact, how would right now suit you? It's Ella Logan.
6: It's a long way
3: to Tipperary, it's a long way to go. It's a long, long way to Tipperary, to the sweetest man I know. Goodbye Piccadilly ♫ Is ever one to smile♫
2: the Pike uh, to Tipperary. Well,
3: that's an idea. You've got
2: a long, long way to go, I you know.
3: Have I?
2: Have Why don't you take a lower berth to uh, Tipperary? Oh, uh, to the sweetest man uh, that uh, you Let's know. Fight.
3: Goodbye, goodbye, Piccadilly. Farewell, farewell, Leicester Square. It's a long, long way.
2: kill them. Hey, 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 and next, children, we've got an unexpected treat for you, something really special. Say, listen to this letter from Corporal M. L., who signs himself Yardbird. <laughs> Say, dear command performance, I'm a proud non-com in the United States Marine Corps. I'd be proud, too, if our wonderful program, listened to by many buddies here in the Canal Zone, would present Eddie Cantu again. And... Please have him do that wonderful ballad of the Leathernecks. Thank you for that letter, Corporal M. L. Eddie Cantor appeared on the first command performance, but tonight this great and beloved star comes to you men out there in a different role. Eddie Cantor, fellows, in a salute to a great arm of the service, the Ballad of the Leatherneck Corps by Herman Walk.
0: The wind blows cold in Iceland, but the wind's blown cold before, and it's not so hard in your own backyard to be set for peace or war, but you've got to be tough for that far-off stuff. You get in the Leatherneck Corps. Where are you heading, Leatherneck? Come off to Tripoli, son. It's someplace in Africa, don't know where, but an ornery pirate gang is there and we're under orders to sweep it bare of each pirate son of a gun. So off they went. It was eighteen five. And they piled in there with a mighty drive till hardly a pirate was left alive. And Jefferson said, Well done. Oh, the shore is strange in Iceland. But the shore's been strange before. And it's not so hard in your own backyard to be set for peace or war. But you've got to be tough for that far-off stuff you get in the Leatherneck Corps. Where are you heading, Leatherneck? I'm off to Sumatra, son. The natives there are a savage lot. Our ships have been sunk and our sailors shot, and that place which they tell me is burning hot will be hotter before we're done. So off they went back in 32 and vengeance was had for each murdered crew and over the isle old glory flew. And Jackson said, well done. Oh, the sea is rough off Iceland, but the sea has been rough before and it's not so hard in your own backyard to be set for peace or war but you've got to be tough for that far-off stuff. You get the Leatherneck Hall. Where are you heading, Leatherneck? I'm off to China, son. A bunch called Boxers are raising hob. They're killing Christians, this crazy mob. So the U.S. Marines have got a job, and this one looks like fun. So in 1900, they sailed away and fought the Boxers in Old Cathay. Pagodas crashed, and they won the day, and McKinley Wired... Well done. Oh, the gale blows high in Iceland. But the gale's blown high before. And it's not so hard in your own backyard to be set for peace or war. But you've got to be tough for that far-off stuff you get in the Leatherneck Corps. Where are you heading, Leatherneck? I'm off to Iceland, son. There's trouble brewing across the map. And they may or may not be a scrap, but we ain't gonna wait till it's in our lap, we'll head it off on the run. So off they march at a soldier's pace, and there may be a hell of a fight to face, but they've gone there anyway just in case, and America says, well done. Oh, the night may be long in Iceland, but the night's been long before, and it's not so hard in your own backyard to be set for peace or war. But you've got to be tough for that far off stuff. Thank God for the Leatherneck Core.
2: Oh, that was beautiful, your Bible. That was certainly, uh, Eddie Kenner, that was beautifully done, my boy. Uh, Well, children, that's about all. Until next time...
7: Say, Professor, do you know what the Mama Bullet said to the Papa Bullet?
2: No, but What did the Mama Bullet say to the Papa Bullet?
7: Said, I think we're going to have a BB.
2: (laughs) Oh, well, children, as I was saying when I was so rudely interrupted, that's about all until the next broadcast of Command Performance. It's been great being with you, and believe me, we know what a great job faces you out there. We know you'll meet it in the great, the glorious tradition of our Navy, our Marines, and our AEF of bygone years. And we know this, too. When it's over over there, Berlin and Tokyo are going to be operating under new management. And now, this is your old Professor Kay Kaiser thinking of you. Well, that's all from over here, fellas. Hope you liked it over there. So long, everybody.
1: Uncle Sam's Fighting Soldiers, Sailors, Marines, and Coast Guard, Command Performance is your show. American radio stage and screen stars are taking orders from you. Your letters, addressed to the station to which you're listening, are commands to Command Performance USA. Send us your orders, fellows. And remember this always. You're the only fighting men the USA will ever take orders from.